Hello and welcome to The Widow Podcast. I am your host, Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I am a widow, a mum, a health coach, a life coach and grief coach. I want to help you see that you really can create something truly meaningful after loss. You have everything you need within you and I want to help you find it so you can see how capable and amazing you really are. Helping you find a more positive way through your grief. Hello, welcome to the Widow Podcast. It is lovely to have you here. Now, this is my first podcast and I am super excited about this. This is something that I have been wanting to do for a while. I have so many wonderful conversations with people on my Instagram page that I just felt I needed to share this. I needed to get this out there. Um, But also, you know, my story, my 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 journey through grief, the things I've learned, the things I'm still learning. I wanted a platform where I could share these things, where I could reach more people, where I could help more widows grieving or anyone grieving the loss of a loved one. Grief is heavy and it's something that as a society we don't know enough about, we don't acknowledge enough and we are very uncomfortable around it. And that leaves people feeling quite lost and alone and wondering whether they're doing it right, wondering if there is a better way, should they be doing something different? And, you know, there is no right or wrong way. There is only your way. And I want to help you tap into you. I want you to find the best way you can through your grief so that you can go on to create a full and vibrant life after loss. It is absolutely possible. It's not an overnight process. It takes time. It takes patience and it takes a lot of self-compassion, but it is possible. And I guess I want to shine some light in a dark place and provide hope but not just hope, provide the the way, you know, the know-how to to help you discover you, what you desire and, and how you can go about getting it. So for my first podcast, I thought I would introduce myself for those of you that don't know me, a little bit about my story and a little bit about my my aspirations for, for what I'm doing. So back in September 2016, my husband, Simon, um, it was one Sunday morning, he went on a bike ride like he normally did at the weekend with his friend. And he had a heart attack. They tried to resuscitate him for an hour, they couldn't bring him back. And the next thing I knew, um, it was about 10 to 11 on the Sunday morning, um, Simon's friend, our friend, Mark, was knocking on my door, telling me that Simon had died. Wow. Um, In that moment, everything changes. Your whole world around you collapses, essentially. Everything you once knew has gone. And you know it's big, you know it's huge, you know it's going to have, you you know, an, an enormous effect on your life. But as you go through the grieving process, it becomes very apparent how huge 
It's something you're not prepared for. It's a world you don't know or understand. And you have to navigate your way through it somehow. I had, well, I have two, I have two girls. Um, at the time, they were nine and five. Um, I had to tell them their dad had died. I had to tell my mother-in-law her son had died. And then I had to tell all our family and friends. I had help. I had support. I have wonderful people around me. Um, I live in the town I grew up in. My family, my friends rallied round. We were literally picked up and carried. And still to this day, I am eternally grateful for all the support that I had and that I still get. Um, you, you know, it really was quite incredible how, how people gathered around us and supported us, the community as a whole, you know. Um, there was so much that was done to support us through that time. But it still boils down to you, doesn't it? It still is up to you how you choose to respond to the loss. Now, very early on, um, after Simon died, I remember saying to my mum and my sister in the car, literally, you know, a day or two after he's died, I do not want this to define mine and the girl's life in a negative way for the rest of our lives. I am not going to become a victim of this. This is not going to become our excuse for not achieving life, not living life, not creating something wonderful partly because that's what I wanted, what I believed, but also I just knew that that would have been Simon's outlook, you know. Um, he was very black and white and he, he, you know, he was very much, you know, you have one life, live it and, you know, make the best of it and, and don't, don't make excuses, don't let life kind of drag you down. Um, and, and I guess that was in, in my head as well. I had no idea how I was going to do this, none at all. But in deciding that, it determined the actions and the, and the choices that I made moving forward. Now, I'm not saying they were all perfect. I made some very questionable choices, decisions along the way. Um, you, you know, I, I did the, the the typical ate too much, drank too much, um, spent too much, you know, tried to go on holidays um, to, to escape my grief, dated, um, you know, I, I kind of went out into the, the dating world um, and, and, you know, thought that that would help. I just, you know, you're just trying to find something, aren't you, to, to fill that void, something, anything that is just so painful. Um, I had counselling, which was fantastic because trying to, understand all the thoughts and the feelings I was ha having especially anger and I was never angry at Simon I was never particularly angry at the world or, or the fact that he died but I was angry with friends and family um I was angry that they would come and sit with me and then they would go home to their their partners and and carry on a good life and you know that they would say things to me that I just felt were, were really really not helpful really inconsiderate of course they weren't. I was, I was, I had a heightened sensitivity at the time, understandably, very easily irritated. Um, and I was being unreasonable. I knew that, but I didn't know how to process it and how to sit with it. And, and counselling definitely helped me. And, you know, I, I now understand that it's part of the process Um and these things aren't permanent. I think I was worried I was going to become a very bitter, twisted, angry 
person that would have no friends because I'd shut them all out. Um, that didn't happen. Um, you know, I have some wonderful, wonderful, many wonderful people around me um, that, that I could be open and honest with. And there's a lot. There's all the secondary losses as well that we have to process. You know, it's not just the loss of your person. It can be the loss of the home, the financial security, loss of intimacy, loss of co-parenting, loss of a future, loss of a past, loss of your sense of self. The list goes on. It is never ending. And, you, you know, you, you you start off and you think, mm, OK, this you know, people kind of say to you, don't they? give it a year, just get through the first year, get, do all the first dates. So in my mind, I, I was kind of thinking, okay, that does that mean it's going to get better after a year? I think so. So let's just kind of work through this year. After six months, I can't say I felt a lot better than I thought I would be. So that kind of worried me a little bit. I think at that point I went on to antidepressants and sleeping tablets. Um, I, I, you know, I just realized I couldn't really do it all and it wasn't actually getting that much better. And I got through the first year Um you know, some, some amazing highs, um, some very dark lows. And I kind of felt, I got to the end of the year and I thought, okay, uh, this doesn't really feel any better. Why? This should. All I thought was, oh my God, that's one year and I've got to get through many more and I'm exhausted and I'm tired and I don't want to do it all again because it was just so painful. And in a lot of respects, the second year was was worse because the reality sits, sits, sets in, doesn't it? That, that, that that person's never coming back. This is now your life. This isn't a moment. This this is forever. They're gone. And, and you've got to figure this out. Um, so again, stumbled through my second year with still loads of wonderful support around me. Um, still doing the things that that you know maybe weren't that helpful to me but at the time they felt helpful they were distractions and and I think we need distractions from it sometimes you, you need to feel like you're not a grieving widow um and that you you can do things and have fun and be attractive to someone um I think that's normal but at the end of the day you still got to come home and be on your own and grieve it doesn't take all the problems away so after two and a half years, um, I got myself a coach and I worked on me. I invested in me and it really was one of the best things I ever did. I worked on my health, my fitness and who I was, what I wanted out of life. And within six months, I had turned my life around. I didn't feel lost. I had found confidence, clarity, direction self-belief um I felt I just I just felt like I could do it and again it wasn't an easy process and and it's a process I'm still on um I'm always learning and growing and evolving and I love it um but it you know it it really did make a huge impact and in doing that I thought I can't I can't know this. I can't have achieved this and done this and not share it, knowing that sadly there are so many young widows out there, so many struggling to find their way, to, to see hope, to understand that, you know, what you're going through in that moment isn't permanent. Brighter days do come. It is possible to discover you, to create something in which you can flourish in to find a passion a purpose 
but also to learn how to take your person with you, honoring them and their life, not leaving them behind, not feeling guilty about it, being honest and open about all the thoughts and feelings you have. Essentially, it's not what we let out that causes us harm. It's what we keep in. And, you know, we have to find a way of releasing that. And, and that's different for everyone. But it was huge. It was pivotal. And at that point, I thought, I, I want to help others do this. It's again, it's been a journey. I didn't start off as a widow coach. I started off as a breakup and bereavement coach and, and then a grief and loss coach. But naturally, I was, you know, resonating with with widows because that's my story. And that's what I've done. And I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. It is my passion. It is my purpose to, to normalize grief, to talk about it, to have the uncomfortable conversations, to help people feel less like they're going mad and more like, actually, it's okay. This is normal. To help people reduce their expectations, to be kinder to themselves and to find a more positive way through their grief. Because I've been there. I've been there in those moments where it is just so dark and heavy and painful and you don't know what to do. You don't know that it's going to get any better. There were times when I thought, oh my God, I can't do this for the rest of my life. It's too much. And if this is what life is like, what's the point? Um, so, you know, it's evolved and, and it's grown and I have met the most amazing people, clients. I just, I do one-to-one -one coaching. I do group coaching and I want to grow that. I want to help more people. I want to bring more people together because bringing people together is where the magic happens. Being with people that get it, that understand, just creates this safe space. And that means so much when you're in a terribly dark place. Um, I've met people through social media, other widows that are also out there helping others through social media, sharing their story, giving grief a voice. And like I say, on, on my Instagram channel, I've had so many wonderful conversations with so many inspiring people. It just fires my belly. It really does because it can feel like it's the end. And it is the end of that life, but it's not the end of your life in its entirety. It's it's a, it's a new chapter. It's a new book. I, people talk about new chapters. I sometimes think that my, the page hasn't turned. I feel like that book has shut and another book has opened. Um, but, you know, however you want to, to look at it, everything changes. You change. But change doesn't always mean bad. And there has been a lot of very positive changes in my life. I have learned a lot through Simon's life and his death. The grief journey has taught me a hell of a lot. Um, and I believe, I feel, I am a better person for it. Um, and and I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the learnings. That doesn't mean I'm glad Simon died at all. It just means I can I can accept the situation for what it is. I can take the learnings from it. I can create meaning from it and I can go forward and do something truly wonderful that is aligned with who I am, that helps me connect to amazing people and allows me to to build a life, a meaningful life in which I can flourish 
that is vibrant and that my children can go on in their life to feel empowered, to have the tools they need to be resilient, you know, to lead by example, to walk my talk. I'm not saying I'm perfect, not by any stretch. Um, there's always work to be done, but it's not about perfection. It's about pro progress. It's about having an open mind and an open heart to, to new ways, to try new things. And in doing that, it allows us to go on and find peace and joy in our hearts and in our minds. And I think if we're closed off, if we're closed off to change, if we're closed off to new ways and new things, that keeps us stuck. And then we, we don't find our way forward. And, and in my mind, that's a great shame because we are here. We are here to live um, who knows how long for, but we have to make the best of it, right? So essentially, this is what I do. Um, I have free widow support guide on my website, which you can find and sign up to. It's the five foundations for widows. It's that the five areas which I believe you can put into place here and now. There are actionable steps you can take to help you take back control, to help you tap into you and do things that will support you through your grieving journey. I'm going to be having wonderful conversations. I'm going to be sharing lots with you on this journey. And I cannot wait to, 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 you know, to walk with you, to stand by you, to support you in this. And I hope it helps. I hope it brings you some comfort, some hope, some support, um, in, you know, in a, in a place where you, you desperately need it. I would love to hear from you if there's anything you would particularly like me to talk about um, or share. I would be, you know, more than happy to do that. Um, if there's anybody that wants to come on and, and share their story and anything they've learned along the way, please get in touch. I would love to hear from you. But this is going to be the start of something amazing. We're going to create something special here. We're going to bring people together and help people at a time in their lives when they need it most. So thank you so much. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening. That's just a little bit about my story and I will be sharing much more of it along the way, along with other people's stories too. So I'm sending you lots of love as always and I look forward to seeing you next time. Take care, bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today on The Widow Podcast. If you would like to find out more about how I can help you, please visit my website, www.karensutton.co.uk. I would love to help you find your way forward to a brighter future. So get in touch, let's have a conversation and let's help you take back control and find a more positive way through your grief. I look forward to hearing from you.